0: meeting today's challenges with yesterday's experiences. Senior wisdom is your opportunity to take in wisdom gained by our elderly population and apply this insight to your own life. It's a time machine of sorts, sending you back to challenges of pre-millennia days and places that stretch across the globe. Things have really changed since Mae Lawrence was a child in Northern Maine. Back in the day, May's small town home had no electricity or running water in the house. Her family's water well not only provided her family with water, but also became a popular resource for the entire neighborhood. May's father took a train to work every day. Telephones were found in town only. There were no televisions, and cell phones and iPads had not even been dreamed about. There was a lot of poverty in this small main town, but no one knew that they lacked anything. May's household was a happy place. She has always appreciated what she has, but realizes now that she can be very happy in her life with a lot less than she lives with today. It's important to not take what we do have for granted. Senior Wisdom is ready to share another golden nugget. So adjust the volume on your laptop or handheld device and soak into a conversation with Mae Lawrence. Well, it's a slightly rainy day here in Nevada County, California, and I find myself sitting in the dining area with Mae Lawrence. Mae, how are you today?
1: Hi, I'm fine.
0: I sure am happy that you have agreed to sit down and share some of your your experiences and, and challenges. Uh, with respect to your life, this is a big part of senior wisdom. Now, where exactly are you from? I mean, we're we're sitting here in California, but I know that you are actually not from California.
1: That's right. I uh, was born, and grew up in northern Maine, up almost on the Canadian border. Very small town.
0: Is that near Mount Katahdin?
1: Well, uh, it's north and west of Mount Katahdin. How do you know about Mount Katahdin? Well, have you climbed it?
0: No, I haven't climbed it, but I've always been uh, interested in the Appalachian Trail, and that's oh, the northern end of it. Sure, sure Mount Katahdin. it is. And I have been to Portland, though, in May. Yeah.
1: Well, I've never climbed Mount Katahdin. I can't climb Mount Cadillac, though, <laughs> which is down on the coast. Uh,
0: can I ask your age?
1: My age? Yeah. Eighty-five. 85. 86.
0: 86
1: i stand correct (laughs) i had to tell you that for fear he'd correct
0: me (laughs) oh your husband's close by Mm. the uh okay 86 years ago life must have been different i mean not only are we now in california and you grew up in maine but Mm. also 86 years of technology and cultural changes Uh, a lot can happen Uh, what was it like living back in those days i don't
1: know if you have any idea how much change there has been. Certainly in my life, I grew up in a small town um, with um, no running water. We had a pump outside our house. My mother and father, when they got married, they moved, they had this house built and had a well built. And it was just, all the neighbors came to our place to get their water, to pump water from our well.
0: Were you on a farm, or was this just, no, just a regular this domestic is,
1: home? No, we were half a mile from town, uh, but um, two or three miles from farm country, where I had relatives who lived on the farm, and they they lived way west of us. We lived on a, a road called Bootfoot Road, and uh, uh, we had no electricity. Um, no plumbing, of course, and uh, uh, but my dad worked in an office twenty miles away. He traveled by train to to work. He was a railroad master, and there that was a large town, Presque Isle, uh, meaning it's French for almost an island, and that's that's where I was born in the hospital there. Uh, but uh, I. I went there and I knew what electricity was. (laughs) I knew what running water was and telephones. I remember I wrote an essay when I was in seventh grade explaining about how exciting it was to use a telephone. And uh, I was the envy of all my classmates because I knew about things like that that they didn't know about. I used to read um, myself to sleep at night with a kerosene lamp. Often forgetting to blow out the lamp before I fell asleep.
0: Well, these are things that are only in the movies these days. It seems it's mm-hmm. not very it's not mm-hmm. common at all. I mean, even in my experience growing up, um, we had coal that was just removed from the house because natural gas was uh, now part of the life at our home, and we did have electricity and all that stuff. Where but
1: was that? Well, Where'd I grew up, grew up in up?
0: Pennsylvania, in Pittsburgh, oh. Pennsylvania. So
1: you know, very it's an cool. eastern area yeah. also.
0: But yeah. back, you know, back to Maine, that was everybody living that way back then. Was that pretty standard? And, and why did it your family? Was standard.
1: The main uh, businesses there was farming, and then uh, a lumber, lumber business, and so there was a lot of poverty. But nobody knew that they were living in poverty because everybody else was the same, you know.
0: Were people generally happy?
1: Oh my gosh! I grew up in a very, very happy home with a very happy childhood. Yeah, I felt bad years later when I had a son, and I thought he's not going to have that wonderful experience of growing up in a small town, practically in the woods, but not quite there yet. You know, and just living with nature and. Uh, uh, but he caught up fast. <laughs> Once he went to UC Santa Cruz, he caught up with
0: <laughs> living an urban life. Did you? Uh, you have siblings. Or rural life. What? Yeah. Did you have siblings? Were you?
1: I had uh, five sisters. Oh, big family. Uh, three of them were older, and uh, two of them are younger.
0: Mm-hmm. What? What was the plumbing like? You, you said the, that you had a well, but you didn't have indoor plumbing. Does no, there mean?
1: was no plumbing. We had an indoor toilet which was called a chemical toilet. And none of our neighbors had. everybody had an outhouse. We had an outhouse too, but we also had an indoor chemical toilet. And um, we were the envy of the neighborhood kids because they'd all want to come and see our toilet.
0: You're talking about the chemical one. was popular. The
1: chemical <laughs> toilet. No plumbing. That's funny. Uh, it was years before we had a, a little pump in the kitchen sink. Most of the time we just got our our water from the well. And then the neighbors went down to the river and brought back tubs of water to do laundry in and so on.
0: Uh, What about in the wintertime? I mean, Maine is cold. Yeah. Well, you just don't
1: put your tongue on the pump handle. That's all. (laughs)
0: That reminds me of a movie.
1: (laughs) Really? The Christmas Story. Uh, (laughs) You'll tell me. Yeah, so
0: daily water needs, then. You, would it, When I was in India, we, would, uh, we were told that, that the kids and the, the women would go twice a day to the watering holes and fill up these four-and-a-half-gallon jugs or four-gallon jugs and bring them back to, the, mm. to their homes. And the sad
1: thing is that was the only water there. We had pure water to drink you know, because of our well. And it, the reason the neighbors went to the stream to get water in tubs, two boys would carry the tub together between them. And the reason they did that is because that water was soft and it was better for laundry. But we didn't carry any water. We just used the hard water from our well all the time. And it was good water, and we never ran out.
0: That's interesting that you, you could tell the difference between oh, the surface yes. water coming from that stream and, oh, and sure. the, uh, the well yeah.
1: water. Yeah. yeah, the well water has a lot of minerals in it. hmm
0: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Did these improvements change through the years very quickly, or was it pretty much your entire growing up time?
1: uh, No, that was just in the early years. We got electricity when I was um, 10. They put power. It was the time the Tennessee Valley electricity was going in there during Roosevelt's time. And uh, men came out to our house and talked to my parents and said, if we put electricity out this road, what electric appliances would you buy? And my dad just said, everything. You know, my mother will have, my wife will have a sewing machine <laughs> that runs with electricity and a washing machine. And we were all excited. And we kids got to choose the electric light fixtures we'd have in our bedroom. And uh, uh, it was a very exciting time getting electricity. And then we had. Uh, About the same time, we got running water in our kitchen sink. We still didn't have indoor plumbing.
0: So you probably hand-pumped just by hand originally, and then later with electricity, the submersible pumps were created, and then Mm -hmm. that changes Mm -hmm. life uh, dramatically. Mm -hmm. Did you have a big garden at your home?
1: Oh, yes. Big, big vegetable garden, and then uh, a lot of flower gardens. Mm -hmm.
0: Would you say that because of the nature of how you used the water resource that it brought the family together, brought the community together. Uh, did that change much when suddenly everyone becomes more independent and they have electricity so they don't need each other? I
1: didn't so much? see that happen. I lived in that small town until I was 13 and moved to a larger town where we had telephone and running of course running water and things and then uh, but I didn't see it change. And uh, the families were close. The water brought us together with our neighbors because everybody was constantly appreciated. They'd pump water for our kitchen, bring a pail in, you know, and tell my mother because they were happy to be able to pump water. And they all said about what good water this well water was. And uh, I didn't, I did not, I saw electricity come, I saw phones, and I saw. Uh, electric heating and uh, TV. No, not for years yet. When I was a freshman in college, I wrote, uh, I did a research paper. I remember in a physics class on this experimental product, uh, product that was being developed was television. It was just in the labs then.
0: Oh, that's that's amazing. <laughs> well, we're talking about a lot of years ago now.
1: Mm-hmm. If, well, now. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> well, TV,
0: and I remember my own lifestyle—black and white television—and all the rest of that. Yeah.
1: Well, the you,
0: the golden nugget that was pulled from that period of time—if we—if we look at that as as, you know, what was it that was so meaningful in that experience for you? What would that be? Well, you know, it, it
1: didn't seem uh, anything at all. It didn't impress me then. I loved each thing as as things developed and I got, had more modern things. And I remember in a house we lived in when I was in high school, we had five different methods of heating it. You know, it was just uh, really terrific because we could have electric heaters where we need them and gas and coal and wood. And in that first home where I lived the first 13 years, we had only wood stove. What did I learn from that? Um, I think I learned that you can be happy with a lot less. That you don't need all the comforts of home.
0: Sounds like that was comfortable, actually. Yeah,
1: it was comfortable. My, my chore was always to fill the wood box before my dad got home from work. And he was always thrilled to see the wood box filled from the shed. And then when my sister went away to college, when I was um, eight, she, my job then was to clean the lamp chimneys. They had to be washed every day, and I thought that was the most important job in the whole world, to be able to clean the black suit off of the lamp chimneys. And so I remember that as being uh, the important things being seeming to be important and wonderful. And I think it's made me appreciate. It's it's kind of humorous, but when we built this house, and it was a little of a problem because I insisted that we have three bathrooms. And uh, I said, said to the builder, you'd never know. I was a kid who grew up with no indoor <laughs> plumbing.
0: Oh, Whatsoever. It
1: makes me appreciate it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the more.
0: So it really sounds to me like... Uh, if we were to apply this appreciation to today, it's it's really the same thing. Appreciate what you have.
1: Appreciate what you have, and also to be more understanding. Of, you mentioned the people in India who live without water and how we just take it for granted. Now we turn on the faucet. I, I think appreciation, uh, appreciation of what we have, and also that... Um, being happy with what we have.
0: Yeah. That's a that's a very good message. That's a very good message. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd like to thank you for sharing today.
1: Oh, you're welcome, Isabel. It's always pleasure.
0: nice to hear these stories of back in the day. <laughs> so thanks a lot.